All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely. Our expert is Walt Sukira, managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. He is going to talk to us this half hour about investing in individual stocks in the stock market, as the AKW Group does for their clients all over the country in individual own stock portfolios custom made for their particular interests. Now, if you'd like to give a question or a call during the program, we are live and local, so call us up at 330-673-1234 or outside of Akron, toll free 800-669-4100. Walt, uh, again, like the little engine that could, the stock market this past week has been inching forward, and that's very better than than, uh, falling backward like it has been for the last uh, month or so. Hey, Bob, I said it was another winning week for the stock market. You know, we saw the uh, S&P 500 for, with that 4,100, um, you know, which in late October closed near the 4,500 uh, level. Um, so, you know, we're, we're really seeing the market very powerful here. Uh, there was, uh, you know, a, a, some really good economic data that came out last year, which is supporting the conclusion that the Fed may have done enough to, you know, kind of slow inflation down and slow the economy down at the same time, which would really kind of set up for some rate decreases next year. Um, as a matter of fact, I think the the percentage probability now is like 62% that there'll be some kind of a cut maybe by May of 2024. And, you know, we got a host of uh, retail reports last week, which, you know, continue to show a consumer that's resilient, you know, a consumer out there that's still spending money. And we always talk well, about how important the consumer is on this show. You know, if you look at our economy, we're consumer driven. As long as people keep spending money, our economy should continue to grow. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what we saw last week with a lot of the retail reports. So uh, what we saw was the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 664 points for the week. That's a 1.9% increase year to date. The Dow Jones Industrial Average now sits at 5.4% on the positive side. Uh, the S&P 500 index, the broader index, was up 2.2% for the week. And year-to-date, we're at 17.6% on that index. The NASDAQ continues to be powerful this year, up another 2.4% uh, last week, and now sits at up 35% year-to-date. And again, a lot of the large-cap tech stocks uh, being represented a little bit more heavily in that NASDAQ. And then the Russell 2000, the small mid-caps, had a really good recovery last week. We saw a 5.4% growth last week in that index. And year-to-date, we're back on the positive side at 2.1%. So, again, Bob, a lot of uh, you know a lot of good news here as we get towards the end of the year. And, you know, we're hoping as we head into the Thanksgiving holiday that, uh, you know, this, this Christmas season and, you know, consumers will still be out there spending. And 
will move in a positive way into 2024. Now, we got to continue to talk about inflation out there, even though uh, it seems to be generally kind of softening up a bit, but there's still concern about inflation in the economy. And if you look at some of the uh, cable news shows, they seem to uh, trumpet that there's more inflation than we can think of. So uh, when we look at our own personal inflation rate, I guess that depends on our lifestyle and what kind of goods and services we're consuming. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's an important thing to talk about. You know, really, if you look at the way the government reports inflation, they're giving us a basket of goods. You know, they're showing us you know, kind of what the average consumer out there, what inflation might look like. And as you said, you know, it seems like consumer prices were flat in October. Uh, We're running at somewhere around that 3.2% rate on CPI. And then if you look at core inflation, we're closer to 4%. Uh, So, you know, some, some big improvement from where we were, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. But again, as you said, we all have our personal inflation rate. You know, I mean, if you break the numbers down, depending on you know, the things we like to do personally, our personal inflation rate could be a lot higher than, than that. It could be lower than that because, again, we're not all, you know, buying the exact same things or experiencing the exact same things out there in life. You know, the goods and the services uh, that we prefer, for instance, you know, people going to the football game today up in Cleveland, you know, those those price increases have been pretty significant this year. Ticket prices, things like that, entertainment, travel, um, you know, much higher, uh, you know, uh, price increase in those areas. Uh, What we've seen is some of the, you know, basket of goods, you know, food has come down, you know, obviously gas prices have come down recently with with oil dropping. Uh, So again, Bobby, just kind of kind of look at those numbers and then relate them back to your personal life. I talk about the market being driven, uh, of course, by a handful of companies, the so-called Magnificent Seven Stocks, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, NVIDIA, and Tesla. They seem to be carrying the stock market this year, and the rest of the stocks are maybe not doing that well individually. The average return for the Magnificent Magnificent Seven is about 105%. But uh, what about the other stocks, and why we weren't so concerned about this particular large group? Well, you know, those stocks have been powerful. You know, when you talk about those, you know, Apple, Microsoft, Meta, Google, NVIDIA, Tesla, Amazon. I mean, these, these stocks are extremely powerful, Bob, uh, financially. You know, they they kick off a lot of free cash flow. I mean, Apple has almost $99.5 billion of free cash flow. Uh, Microsoft, $63.2 billion of free cash flow. Google, $77.6 billion of free cash flow. Those are big, big numbers. And, you know, when you have that amount of free cash flow, you're pretty financially powerful. There's a lot you can do. There's a lot you can invest in as far as, you know, future innovations, development, the buying companies. You know, there's just so much that you can do uh, when you have that financial power. And, and the market has rewarded those companies very well. As you said, a lot of them have performed very well this year. Uh, the average S&P 500 stock, if, if you take those out, is, up more around 4%. So we just haven't seen the growth across the entire market. A lot of people are concerned because they think that, you know, that magnificent seven is uh, overpriced. You know, the, uh, the average PE ratio there is extended and the valuations are extended. So people worry that, you know, if those stocks start to slow down, it could just kind of, you know, spill through the entire market. So fear is worth considering, but again, those stocks trade at those premiums because they're, they're great stocks and they've done very well. Um, so, again, good discussion to have, good good to pay attention to, um, but a lot of those companies seem like they have the financial power to justify the valuations that tr- they trade at.
Walt Sikara is our expert. Walt, of course, again, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. And again, any questions you have about the stock market, investing in it, give us a call at 330-673-1234. Time for the Trends and Insights section of the show. Walt does a greater little of research all throughout the week and uh, encourages people to think for themselves. But to hear some of these uh, thought-provoking um, factoids out there might uh, give you something to uh, basis to kind of spring uh, off from that. Uh, now, Thanksgiving this week, of course, and nearly everybody in the U.S. plans to celebrate Thanksgiving. 88% are going to buy food, including turkeys. Uh, 33% plan to purchase uh, booze of some sort to add to their Thanksgiving uh, celebration. So, in the price of a, a turkey, we understand, is down this year uh, from prior years, but uh, I don't know if that's had even an effect on uh, how much turkey people are going to buy. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we're at 27.35 is being reported as the average price for a 16-pound turkey. That's a uh down 5.6% from last year, and wholesale turkey prices are off 32%. So, again, we've, we've been talking about, remember the last few Thanksgivings, we were talking about increasing prices and you know how fast food was going up, and this year we, we see a little bit of reprieve as we head into the holiday. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of interesting facts and uh, fun things around the Thanksgiving holidays, some, some things that I kind of ran into that are interesting. Um yeah, the average number of calories consumed on Thanksgiving is 4,500. So a lot of people feeling, you know, full and, and overdid it, probably have on that holiday. Uh, also, I thought this was interesting. Butterball said they answer more than 100,000 turkey cooking questions via their Butterball's turkey hotline uh, each November. Uh, so a lot of people out there, you know, asking questions on how to, how to cook the turkey up. And another one, Bob, pumpkin pie is an actually Thanksgiving's favorite pie um, by the American Pie Council. Uh, apple pie is actually the most favorite pie here in America. As a, well, as American as apple pie, I guess, is what you there can you say. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, of course, uh, weather always has an impact on the economy. This year, bad weather has been costing us about $150 billion in repairs and, and lost revenue. 25 of these extreme weather occurrences cost over a billion dollars each. That includes the hurricanes, the floods, again, all these other things we've seen across the country this particular year. And again, what can anybody do about that? Well, Bobby, no, I think for us, we need nothing really, I mean, to answer that question. But I mean, for us, what we do as investors is we think about, you know, where are the opportunities and as we talked about, you know, insurance, uh, you know, insurance companies have raised premiums pretty dramatically to to deal with these disasters and set themselves up some, for some pretty good prof, you know, profitability as we go forward. I mean, if we don't have that number of disasters in the future, uh, people understand why their premiums go up and, you know, they accept them and they pay them. And then if we get into a period of time where we don't have those disasters, you know, we're going to see insurance companies with some pretty good profits. So, again, as an investor, worth looking at some of those insurance companies that have been able to get those price increases forward. And then in the construction industry, obviously, anytime you have disasters, there's a lot of repairs and rebuilding that needs to be done. So uh, you can look across all kinds of different uh, you know, industries where there might be opportunities for investment as well. And that's, that's kind of how we approach it's horrible. You hate to see these disasters happen, but a lot of times they do create investment opportunities as, as we repair and, and move forward from those disasters. 
Once again, Walt Secure is talking with us, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. Now time to talk about, about stock, stock talk, stock talk. We're going to talk about individual stocks. We're going to talk about issues that may concern you. And if you have a question about a stock that you're following or would like to buy or maybe sell, give us a call, 330-673-1234, and Walt will give you some, some advice about what he would do if that was his particular stock. Getting back to with the uh, reports from the quarter, Walmart and Target kind of switched places this time with their quarter results from the third quarter. Uh, Walmart uh, didn't make the Wall Street consensus for their stock and uh, their profits and money made, so their stock price tumbled. Well, Target had bigger earnings, and they beat Wall Street expectations and uh, other past views. So margins and inventories improved for Target, giving Target a, a uh, quarter four EPS guidance that was about in line with the rest of, uh, with the, with what they've been doing. Uh, their shares for Target of 18% on Wednesday, rebounding from the long downtrend. Walmart stock dropped 6.5% on the week, closing at 155.35. And again, that target was up 19.9%, hitting $129.89. Now, I don't know if you have both those stocks in your portfolios. Uh, we don't own either one at the time. At this time, Bob, you know our our exposures really come through Amazon. Um, but again, it's interesting to watch these trends. We watch these reports very, very closely because it does tell us a lot about the consumer. And uh, we have owned both these companies in the past in our portfolios. Um, it, it's interesting, you know, when you look at the size of these companies. Um, you know, Walmart does about six hundred and thirty-eight billion dollars of revenue over twelve months, and you know, Target is around $106 billion of revenue. I mean, if you think about that, you know, Walmart, that's about $1,213,000 of revenue per minute. Uh, Target, about $201,000 of, of revenue per minute. Uh, and you look at the profitability and how it passes the bottom line. One trend that these companies have been talking about is theft, Bob. And, I mean, it's pretty – it's almost scary to think of the amount of theft that's going on out there. Uh, Target talks about a loss of about $1.2 billion. That's about $2,283 a minute being stolen uh, through the supply chain or through in the stores. Walmart talks about $3 billion of theft. That's $5,708 per minute of theft uh, through the system. Uh, so this is something the retailers definitely have to work on. Um, you know, theft has become a big problem, and they continue to talk about it. Uh, so when we talk about security, you know, a lot of times we're talking about cybersecurity, Bob, but there's probably a lot of security that needs to be done there out in the retail locations to make shopping safe and, you know, to protect these companies that are working hard to, you know, to create revenues and profits. And, um, you know, I think as a society, we lost track of some of that and the amount of theft out there. It's, it's a real problem in our society. Now, another retailer, BJ Wholesale, they uh, topped their expectations a little bit, but they made some cautious comments about the consumer behavior. So their stock fell about 5.7% for the week, closing at 64.35 a share. Does that make BJ Wholesale a, a good deal, good buy? Um, you know, we're, we're not really a buyer of BJ and don't see it as a, as a stock we'd want to be in. But again, it's interesting, you know, again, looking at their comments, you know, similar comments, you know, some of the problems that exist and the you know, they're still battling the, the profit margins and also theft, uh, you know, those kinds of problems out there in, in the consumer world. So uh, very interesting, you know, when you look at all these companies as a group. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure at 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Konnichiwa. Hi, Konnichiwa, Ken. How are you this Sunday? Good, good. A little chilly out there. But anyway, a couple of years ago, I called you about uh, Wingstop. 
symbol mm-hmm. W I N G, and I wondered. I've never even seen. I've never even seen one anywhere. I, uh, and uh, it's it went from fifty five to uh, two hundred and thirty three last week, and I wondered. Uh, you know, I I never uh, I never ate there. Of course, I never saw one. Have, have you seen any around? Yeah, I think there's one out on uh, West Market Street uh, in Akron, and um, yeah, they're they're a very popular location. Um, <laughs> their success is there. Can you look at the numbers? I mean, I think this last quarter was what 26% revenue growth and 53% profit growth. And I think if you go back over uh, the last you know four quarters or so, I mean, some pretty impressive numbers. Uh, expectations are still pretty high. I think. You know, they're still growing a little bit through square footage as well, still opening up. I think there's about uh, 1,900 franchises out there in 44 states. Um, so, again, yeah, Wingstop is definitely, uh, you know, one of those restaurant chains that continues to show some profitability and growth, which good for them. Um, you know, we all like wings. I know I like them. Well, at Thanksgiving, you know, on the turkey, uh Nobody ever says, "Oh, give me a wing." Who who wants a wing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't get this wing thing, but uh, uh, it must be uh, pretty popular. Well, it was a good investment, but the uh, more more of a joke. Uh, it was kind of a joke when I said it, but I did buy a little just to uh, participate in the speculative nature. I uh, pep my life up a little bit. But anyway, uh, I'll have to get up there and try that and, and look up where they are and. Uh, I, I know I, I was joking around. They went into selling thighs too, so I do. I do like thighs. <laughs> so anyway, okay. You guys have a good week. All right, take thank care. You. Happy, happy Thanksgiving to you too. Yeah, thank you. You too. Three three zero six seven three one two three four to talk to Walt Secure of the AKW Group about particular stocks you might be interested in. Continuing to look at the retailers, the off-price retailers like TJX and Ross Stores. They reported last week also. TJX saw their stock lose about two and a half percent, closing at eighty-eight dollars or so for the week. Ross Stores gained four and a half percent, with the stock price just over one hundred twenty-eight dollars. Now, these off-price retailers uh, would they become more popular? If uh, we indeed are in this inflationary and possibly a slightly recessionary economy, yeah, these retailers have done a great job. Bob, you know, TJX obviously operates under the you know TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Home Goods. Uh, those are all part of the you know the TJX company, and yeah, you know, they continue to put up uh, solid numbers. You know, this last quarter, Wall Street was a little disappointed for the report, but you know, nine percent revenue growth, thirteen point three billion uh, million over twelve point two million and a, you know, about a twenty percent profit growth. Um and then you look at uh Ross stores, I mean, similar uh, you know, type of results, eight uh, percent revenue growth growth, thirty three percent profit growth. You know, these discounters, uh, you know, they create opportunity because they're buying up uh supply, you know, from a lot of different uh uh, you know, retail operations and manufacturers that can sell their products, and they're they're getting it back out and repricing it a little bit, and they they develop a good traffic flow of people interested in looking for those deals that come into the stores. So uh, they serve a real place, and they they've done a you know have a really nice business model for a number of years now. So we we look at these both. We we've never owned them, but we continue to always look at these uh, to look for a good entry point. Uh, we might have missed it, you know, about a year and a half ago, but. Uh, and we'll continue to follow these two retailers. 
On the other side, a Williams Sonoma, the upscale home furnishings retailer, their revenue fell 16% to 16% to 1.85 billion, missing the forecasts. EPS slipped 2%, but beat the estimates though. Uh, so they seem to be operating a 2023 margin target. Yeah, so Williams Sonoma again. These, as you said, is a high-priced retailer. You know, they they run the Pottery Barn locations, and of course, their Williams Sonoma stores and. A lot of uh, premium, you know, items selling more to the affluent uh, consumer. Uh, but again, you look at the quarter. I mean, they were still 15% off, negative uh, 15% in their revenues. They did 1.8 billion versus 2.1 billion the right year prior. So still not back to the growth. Uh, profits were also down for the quarter, but the stock did spike. I, I think there were some things here that. Wall Street like and investors like, you know, maybe the longer term trends and, you know, people jumping back into the stock. But we would wait for a little bit more profitability before we committed. I, this is one that we've stayed away from, uh, you know, and again, continue to question whether, you know, the consumer is going to be strong enough to, to support this, uh, this type of retailer as we move into 2024. We probably just wait a little bit to see a little bit more strength. Now, the Gap, the clothing retailer, they surged some 32% last week in the stock price on their earnings report. Stock price now for the Gap, about $17.85. And uh, she thinks that investors might be buying into the turnaround efforts the company's been trying to make. Yeah, they have a new CEO, and uh, they shook things up and you know had some restructuring initiatives, and it looks like those are starting to take hold. And uh, even though, again, for a pretty tough quarter, lost about 7% in, uh, in revenue um, and also uh, had a loss in profits. But, you know, you look at you look at the brands here. You got the Gap, Old Navy, Banana Republic, Athletica, uh, these brands, these stores out there that kind of all operate under the Gap name. Um, you know, and again, the turnaround, the commitment to, um, you know, watching margins, doing a better job with the way that they're running the stores. Uh, you know, I think they have investors being a believer that, again, they're going to turn the corner as well. We saw the tax spike uh, quite a bit last week, um, up almost 32 percent, went up four dollars, trading around 1785 currently, Bob. And uh, so, again, not not one that we're buying, but it's, it's interesting to watch what retailers are surging forward and which ones are still struggling. Now, Cisco Systems, they topped their fiscal quarter one estimates. EPS is up 29, revenue up 8% to $14.7 billion, although product orders have fallen. The tech giant has guided earnings and sales for the current quarter below consensus, so their shares dropped almost 9%, closing at $47.76 a share for Cisco. Yeah, and again, Cisco's an old, you know, tech stock that, you know, we owned years and years ago. We've, we've never really got back into the stock. They're, they're super important, you know, as far as, uh, you know, all kinds of computer, you know, to the, the switches and the routers that they make. Um, you know, they, they're, they're an interesting tech stock that we, we watch as a barometer for some others that we purchase. But, um, Again, you know, just, just kind of not there yet on Cisco. We, we think, again, wait and see, see if they can continue to put the trends up that they had the last couple quarters. Uh, but the stock has sold off to, to a reasonable price, Bob. We've seen it drop. I was up around $58 a share, now down to 47 uh, Looks a lot more attractive than what it did, uh, you know, when you go back a few months. Airplane maker Boeing was in the Middle East at the Dubai Air Show, and their orders for there really, really soared. Boeing stock rallied jumping nearly 5.8% for the week and closing at some $208.04 a share for the airplane maker. 
Uh, they did. We saw a lot of orders come through there. Um, and a lot of foreign countries, you know, stepping up, uh, for putting putting orders in. Uh, Boeing has quite the backlog of, uh, of airplane orders out there. And again, Bob just continues to support the the need for air travel and you know the replacement of these uh, airplanes over the years is is you know airplanes get older and, you know they they have to be addressed so uh, we saw a lot of uh, purchases come in and, and Boeing uh, definitely setting up I think for some long term recovery uh, definitely a stock that's on our radar and Amazon is going to start selling cars on its platform next year Hyundai who is the first brand to take part Carvana. AutoNation and CarMax stocks tumbled on that news when the Amazon getting into the buy car sight unseen business. Well, you know, I think hey, it just shows where there's an opportunity. These big tech stocks can step in, and they're they're a real competitor. You know, they got a lot of traffic, a lot of eyes already on the site. If people can go to one site and you know see everything they need to see, they they may not need these other sites. So the competition continues to wage forward in a lot of these industries, Bob. And once again, if you like this kind of conversation, you want to continue it individually with the folks at, at the uh, AKW Group, you can certainly call them anytime and uh, talk to them about stocks that are interesting to you and, and uh, to your particular situation. Absolutely. Yeah, we talk all week long about stocks. Bob is a big part of what we do. Um, we have a lot of interesting people that call in, and we learn a lot from some really successful people out there, uh, always open to ideas. and doing a lot of research. We're willing to share it. Uh, Baird has great intellectual capital that we can share. Um, so again, give us a call. You can talk to myself, Kevin, Allison, Abby. We're all there to help. And again, the local number, 234-466-7476 with the AKW Group. And you do a lot more than just to pick stocks. You can actually continue to work with a full-service wealth management portfolio that you have for your clients that can do just about anything they need. Retirement planning, uh, they can look at uh, uh, again putting together investment plans for for education, for you know for for growth, whatever you're looking at. You can probably help them with that. Absolutely, Bob. We we have some really good expertise, and we surround ourselves with some excellent professionals in the area. You know, whether it's like you said, you're you're young, you're fluent, you know, you're you're growing your portfolio. We can help with wealth creation. Um, you know, once you get to a certain point, you need to protect it. Uh, think about how you distribute it. You know, we can work with things like retirement planning, estate planning. And, and we've also developed a real expertise in elder care. Um, a lot of older clients that we have, a lot of issues that you run into. Um, you know, we, we like to look at ourselves. This is a people business. I mean, yeah, we, you know, we talk a lot about stocks on the show here. That's kind of the way we built this show, Bob, over the past few years. And I think people find it an interest in the market. But yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to people doing what, what people need and helping families uh, navigate you know, through all those challenges they have with their money. So if you have a question about money, we're probably willing to help. And, you know, we have a, a large firm. Robert W. Barrett is a great firm with all the resources that we need. Um, very responsive company. And, again, we, we're very proud to be a part of the company at this point. So, uh, give us a call, see if we can help you. Um, you know, we'll answer any questions we have, and if we need to dig for some answers, we're happy to do that as well. And a reminder, too, if you'd like to hear past broadcasts of this program or, or just hear with the rest of the day's program, if you didn't get a chance to hear it all, it's online. Go to the website, akwgroup.bairdwealth.com, and click on the Hear the Difference section, and you can have links to the Spotify and Apple iTunes sites that have uh, archived the podcasts of, uh, of our program here, Invest Wisely. So, again, that website, akwgroup.bairdwealth.com. 
Baird Wealth, B-A-I-R-D, wealth.com. So, well, November is here, December is upon us, the holidays are coming, and at the end of the year is looming. So what are you doing right now uh, for your clients, and what are you looking for at this, as, this, as this month evolves into 2024? Well, it's a great time to step back and, you know, take take inventory of what's been a pretty good year. Um, make sure our clients are where they want to be. Uh, it's, it's a great time to look over portfolios, looking for any, again, tax loss selling that you can do to lower those tax bills, making sure that everybody has done what they need to do. The required minimum distributions obviously all have to be completed before year end. And Again, we're communicating a lot with CPAs and, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, clients are in, in a good position as they head into next year and obviously have to file those taxes. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a good time of year to spend time with family and, you know, be thankful for uh, what's been a nice recovery in 2023 and, uh, you know, and, and, and be hopeful for uh, what was holds forward in 2024. Are you ready to make any predictions about 2024 at this time? Uh, it's going to be an interesting year, Bob. I mean, the political situation is going to be volatile, obviously, hopefully not too divisive for our country. Um, you know, I do believe there'll be a lot of pressure on the Federal Reserve, you know, with those interest rates being where they're at, there'll be pressure for them to lower them. And, and again, for us, it's always exciting, you know, looking at individual companies, following the business models we follow, and see how these companies uh, respond to the challenges of what will be a very interesting year in 2024. So we're into the holiday week, uh, kind of a foreshortened holiday week. Uh, what do you look forward to happen? Well, we look for a Browns win today, hopefully with those Steelers, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll spend time with family and uh, friends as we head into the holiday, and we'll be with you next week, Bob. Again, give them a call at the AKW Group here in Akron, 234-466-7476. Talk to them about stocks, investing, and your financial situation, 234 466 Seven four seven six two three four four six six seven four seven six, and when you do, tell him you heard him on WNIR Kent Akron. So again, Walt Secura, want to wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week. You too, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed: Amazon.com symbol AMZN, Apple Inc. symbol AAPL, BJ Wholesale Club Inc. symbol BJ, The Boeing Company symbol BA. Cisco Systems, Inc., symbol CSCO. Alphabet, Inc., symbol G-O-O-G-L. The Gap, Inc., symbol GPS. The Home Depot, Inc., symbol HD. Meta Platforms, Inc., parent of Facebook, symbol M-E-T-A. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. Ross Stores, Inc., symbol R-O-S-T. Target Corporation, symbol T-G-T. Tesla, Inc., symbol T-S-L-A. TJX Companies, Inc., symbol TJX. Walmart, Inc., symbol WMT. Williams-Sonoma, Inc., symbol WSM. And Wingstop, Inc., symbol WING. Please note that Robert W. Barrett, Incorporated, makes a market in the securities of all the companies discussed during today's broadcast.